0: This is the Gary Vee Audio Experience.
1: Cause we're gonna be legends. If you had to identify three things that entrepreneurs should be doing on social media as we start the new year, what are they?
0: Um, three things that entrepreneurs should be doing on social media going into the new year. I, you know, I think every entrepreneur uh, by definition has a smaller organization, right? If you're an entrepreneur, you know, you can be entrepreneurial within corporate America but if you're an entrepreneur, the biggest problem with social media is it's it's resource intensive, right? You either have to hire someone which becomes a cost or it takes up a lot of your own time. I think the number one thing, forget about three and I'll get into that, but the number one thing you have to do is reverse engineer what you want out of it. And I think that in default we think that we want the sale, right? Like we want to use social media to create an event, what I would call the right hook. But I would think a lot about thinking about social media as a jab opportunity. Something where you can give. For example, I think Q&A is the single greatest kind of thing going on right now. It's the biggest place where we can bring value. You know, it's access, which is what people want. And so, from my standpoint, the number one thing I think they should do is really understand the power of Twitter. That would be number one. Twitter search. Twitter.com slash search is probably the most interesting website to me on the internet. The ability for any entrepreneur whether you sell lollipops or sneakers or whatever you do for a living, to go in and be able to use Twitter search, search what people are talking about, and then jump into the cocktail party, whether you have zero followers or a million, incredibly fertile, the most interesting place. So understanding the power of Twitter, and then number two, executing within it. But not by talking, but by listening. Because Twitter's the one place that allows you to listen. Um, number two, I would have a very strong kind of strategy for Facebook and Pinterest if you are selling something direct online, especially Pinterest, especially female demo Pinterest. So you know, I, I think there's a lot of things one can do but I, I guess my overarching answer is to become practical. I, I think that too many people think it's going to save their world and too many people think it's nothing of value. The answer's clearly somewhere in between. I think becoming educated on it, but um, yeah, that's what I would do.
1: So you mentioned uh, right off the bat that entrepreneurs are strapped for time and uh, and also for resources. So if they're gonna start to learn more about Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, How do they know what is actually going to help their bottom line? Is there actually going to be a revenue return or or what what things things can they do to make sure that it's actually worth the time and resources?
0: Like everything in life. It's like a piano. How do I get an ROI of a piano? I don't look at it. I go and practice and then if I'm talented maybe I'm Billy Joel and I make a crap load of money. I mean this notion of like this paralysis around ROI, there's, look, can I get serious? Sure. There is no ROI in anything unless you learn how to use it and then execute it and have talent to do it. I mean, there's no ROI in anything if you don't know how to do it. When something new comes along like social, um, you make a decision. You decide to either be a first mover advantage and take the risk that maybe it's not something that's so big the way I did with e-commerce in 95, 96 and you get the upside or you're a slow second mover. You wait for something to become real. Show me. This entitlement by entrepreneurs needs to get away. Like, show me that there's an ROI and then I'll invest. I mean, while everybody else has been trying to figure out the ROI of social media, I've been spending the last six years getting ROI from social media and so have a lot of my contemporaries.
1: So. So tell us an example, give us an example, either the Wine Library or through one of your clients that you're working with now, what have you done on social media with them that actually has helped them I mean, grow
0: their M- revenue? Mondelees has done me the biggest favor. Uh, what Maybe you noticed, maybe some people watching noticed, maybe four or five weeks ago there was a big profile on me and VaynerMedia and the New York Times. Yeah, I read
1: it. I wanted to ask you about the Nil Away for example. Well, that's yeah. the answer,
0: right? Yeah. Like, Unfortunately for me, here are my answers to your question. There's, I've created ROI in, in three places. One, for me, I personally have made a lot of money by using YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and those things. Well, that's hedged, right? If I'm selling the notion of it and I'm getting it, I don't like the idea of monetizing around being a guru or a maven, I think that's a cheap win. So I never want to talk about that. Number two has been Wine Library. But, again, because it's a private business and there's only so much I can disclose because of the way my dad wants to roll and like things of that nature, again, one can say, well, you know, you're of course you're saying that, you come in. The other place is my clients. Now, unfortunately for me, is they don't want to disclose that either, there's a competitive advantage. It's fortunately, finally, you know, Mondelez shared some data and the NILA case study really matters. Nilla's entire budget went into social media last year. Nothing else, no TV, no print, no SEO, no SEM, no direct mail, no market, event marketing. We created content on Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitter. And for the first time in a decade, this very large piece of business, which is hard to move the needle on because it was flat or down for 10 straight years was up nine percent in sales, not in Facebook engagements, not in retweets, right. not in pins, in sales. And so to me, you know, at some level, we have to start understanding slash accepting that, of course, every listen. I don't believe that radio is as good a place to market as it was 35 years ago. Do I believe that if you write a great radio commercial with maybe a jingle that you know that people remember or a call to action and you play it at the right demo for the right time frame, guys in their 40s to 60s that happen to probably listen to sports radio when they're driving at 5.45 p.m. in the afternoon, do I believe that works? Absolutely, I believe it has the chance to work. And so this notion that there's no ROI in social is ludicrous. For me, it's difficult to point to anything other than what is publicly out there for my clients. Hopefully as the years go on, more and more of my clients will go on the record with some of the ROIs.
1: Great, yeah, I'd love to hear more of those examples. Are there are there any other examples that you can speak to, perhaps without the specificity of ROI, um, just to kind of Uh, Give the audience examples of the social media campaigns that you're running, obviously with an eye toward
0: return. Yeah, I mean, you know, General Electric has been a huge win for us. I mean, the Six Second Science campaign, the Three D Printing Day, these are things that are getting a ton of engagement, awareness. Tell us about those. Yeah, Six Second Science Fair was something we did on Vine for General Electric. I mean, that's insane when you think about it. Jesus, iconic old school as a company, Vine's as new as a platform. And it's about getting earned media and reputation marketing around positioning the brand in a certain sector. And so, I mean, nobody wants to pay us the kind of fees that we're asking for unless they're seeing some sort of return on their investment. You have to understand, when you post something on Facebook and you see 41,000 impressions on that post, every one of our clients at the large business scale, they're paying for these impressions in other places. Right? right? There's a lot of dollars being spent on impressions, whether it's television, banner, search, it's all about awareness. This whole notion of the final conversion Allison, you could have any, but you could have any executive from any major company right now and ask them the ROI of their television spend and they're not going to give you a real answer. Absolutely. Well, you know, with all due yeah. respect to Inc. magazine, yeah. their full page ad, like, I don't know what my full page ad of page 47 on Inc. returned quantifiably to a sale. It's not how it works, right? It's just not how, what was the ROI of me being on the cover of Inc.? You know, to me, the answer is it's gotta be something. That's a lot of impressions and awareness that may get them into the rabbit hole of me. They saw me at the airport, they saw the ink, they Google me, they read my Wikipedia, they follow me on Twitter. Seven days later, I put out a good slide share. Nine days later, I asked them to buy the book from a right hook on Twitter, they buy it. ROI to ink. But how you're going to quantify that is insanity. And so I think social media has been asked to create an ROI that every other medium hasn't or hasn't since they've been accepted, right? Television went through this in the 50s and 60s. Wait a minute, this TV thing, what's the ROI? We know what radio and print does. Mm-hmm. So it's the same old game, this is historic. I mean, we could be having this meeting, I wish it was older and I wish that I was on the scene back in 95, 6, 7 when I talked about e-commerce because all the same questions. How are you gonna compete with Walmart and Kmart and JC Penney's and and Barnes and Nobles and Borders and Walden Books, how's this Amazon thing gonna compete? I was laughing at people to the notion and clearly that's played out over the last two decades. I think we'll look back at what's the the ROI of anything that gets in front of the consumer where they actually spend their time. Here's what I know, everybody who's watching right now, they do this for a living. And if you don't know how to get into this screen and storytell about what you do for a living, you're out. Social networks control an enormous percentage of that consumption. If you don't know how to story tell in a stream economy in 2014, I think you're really playing Russian roulette with your advertising dollars. Um,
1: I guess when it, come, when,
0: when it comes to
1: entrepreneurs and they're trying to figure out the best uh, use of their time and their limited resources, that is why the ROI question becomes
0: uh, so important. Yeah. And I think they have to first ask themselves what the ROI of everything else they do is. Yeah, sure. And then they need to realize that what social allows them is to build a database of followers that they can remarket to over and over but I respect that and that's why a lot of times I default into Facebook and Twitter even though I think Snapchat or Vine or Instagram might be more interesting and for some businesses I'm scared that they're not at the scale or the speed of to conversion that let's say some of the more mature platforms are.
1: Would there be a case for getting in early on some of these newer platforms? Like you're obviously using Vine for General Electric.
0: Um, Are there? There's only a case for it. You know to me there's more upside in being early than there is in waiting but that's my entrepreneurial DNA. Um, To me the risk reward of being first on something that clearly, when people are like well I don't know about Instagram and it has 100 million users, I'm like what's the matter with you? I mean, there's 100 million people there, it's at scale. Now, you may say on Vine, it's a youth play and I'm selling 80 year olds on something, and I respect that. If you're selling insurance to 60 year olds, is Vine a necessity? No, but. Is Twitter? I think Twitter is because I think that you can absolutely search the right demo and I see a lot of numbers that talk about the 40, 50, 60 year old consumptions on Twitter becoming a little more interesting. But you know, at some level, nothing is a necessity. But to not test and give real effort to everything that has relevancy in today's world, that's where I get upset. I don't understand, listen, I don't want anybody to go all in on this stuff. But the fact that people think this is an all in or nothing game, that's where I think people get hurt. I don't know if Twitter is. More importantly, the answer is I'm sure it is. However, if 99 out of 100 insurance companies do it wrong, well then they're gonna struggle with it regardless. No different than if you put out crap television commercial. I mean, you know how many people are going to spend four million dollars on a Super Bowl commercial in a month that is going to be crap, and isn't going to do anything for their business?
1: Do you think that the advertisers should spend money on Facebook video ads
0: instead? Just launched. I'm not a big fan of an autoplay anything. So uh, no, not in the current state of the product. Now, on the flip side, if it doesn't autoplay. And you get the impressions you're looking for. If you can get every single person that consumes Facebook on one day to see a video, I think that becomes a very interesting debate. Is that money better spent there than it is on a TV commercial on a Super Bowl? And it could be much more targeted. It can. I mean, listen, the Super Bowl is actually one thing I don't pick on because it gets so much awareness. Sure. It's, it's become a thing. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think these are very healthy debates. Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary Vee Experience. Now go out and share this, pass it on. Let me know what you thought.